Welcome to the Alchemy of Business Show with your host, Steve Rogers. The Alchemy of Business Show is a podcast that mixes practical, actionable business solutions with soulful insights for anyone seeking deeper meaning in their lives and greater success in their work. Steve will be featuring purpose-driven leaders from all walks of life and getting insight into their journeys from failures to triumphs. So tune in to transition, transform, and evolve in every dimension of your business and life. And now your host of the Alchemy of Business show, Steve Rogers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alchemy of Business show. Thank you for listening in. We are always here talking about making wiser decisions, creating greater profits in your life and your business, and also higher purpose and higher meaning and really doing what you love. And our guest today, I'm thrilled to have all the way from down under, does this and then some. She is a powerhouse woman who I was able to be introduced to by another powerhouse woman, uh, Sally Anderson, that I met recently and interviewed on the show and have been doing some work with her in different ways. But she said, you have got to talk to and meet Miss Karen Weaver. And I said, well, tell me about her. And then we started connecting and Karen and I started checking out each other's information. And I was really impressed that th this lady is not only an award-winning publisher, publishing books, many books we're going to talk about. She's also an author. She's a TEDx speaker, and she's an advanced law of attraction practitioner. Now, since I have Think and Grow Rich right over my shoulder here, for those that can see, I've been following Think and Grow Rich principles for many years, and I'm very anxious to talk to the advanced master in this. And she also does a lot of teaching in this work. She has authored numerous books and many genres, novels, motivational, children's journals. And she also chooses to lead the way in authorship, helping generously share her talents and her gifts through her writing skill to inspire others. And her life magic with Karen is something that is just, I love it because she uses the word alchemy in here as well. So the the alchemy of life of magic. And she's also a very much sought out speaker. And she shares her knowledge and wisdom with groups and people on leadership and in writing. And she's built a successful publishing business from scratch, signing very major authors and writing over 30 books and establishing her own credible brand in the marketplace. And she's a gifted teacher as well. So she takes these gifts and she shares them in other ways in sharing her magic. So thank you very much, Karen, for being on the show and for it. Welcome to your next day Friday, because I'm Thursday, you're Friday, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Steve. And Friday's looking good. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, tell us about this journey that you're on. I mean, I know you're a, a mom and a, a family person, and you're also a talented entrepreneur. So talk to me, uh, since your beginning bio was about writing, let's first talk, talk about your being a mom first. So yeah. um, how, how long did you want to be a mom before you actually became one? And how much of a mom world are you in right now? because I know it's pretty massive. It's like absolute chaos, but I love it. <laughs> I have been a mom for almost 26 years now. I was a teenage mom, so my, I had my first son when I was 19. Um, best thing ever happened. <laughs> and then I was a, like a solo mom for 10 years, but I went back to school, studied humanities. So my studies are in humanities, not in publishing. <laughs> and then I just, we, I fell in love with someone else and we ended up having five more children, um, six children. So six is my kind of comfort zone because I'm the eldest of six so I suppose I've always been a mom all my life so that was your feeling like okay I can't surpass six is that how it was <laughs> yeah, yeah I ain't going further no Mary <laughs> let me know that was it <laughs> 
Well, and you obviously have, I think you have a mix of boys and girls and various ages. And so did you really, when it was like, oh, one more is not going to be a problem. Was it two or three or four or five or six that you went, wow, this is even more undertaking than I thought. And then you, so how did you manage that as a mom? I, I was telling you earlier before the show started, my mom had five boys in six years. And I think back on, she had to put her career on hold being a nurse because my dad was in the military. And so she was doing that full time. And then she eventually went back to being a nursing. But somehow you found a way to, maybe it's some of your think and grow rich principles, I don't know, but you found a way to not only be a mom to six children, but to create an empire. So let's talk about, did your time management and priority skills come with kids? And then it led to a career or was it all along the same path? Oh my goodness, I'm an accidental author and publisher. If I had not have been a mom, I would not have, an at-home mom, I would not have been an author or a publisher because I would have been in a job. I would have, you know, I wouldn't have had the time to explore. It was definitely a calling into it. My first novel I wrote in 30 days back in 2010, it was definitely a calling. It was totally irrational for me to embark on that journey. I did it during NaNoWriMo. Um, we had moved to Australia two and a half years before Beforehand. I'm from Ireland, so we moved to Australia two and a half years beforehand. But before we moved to Australia, I had a double miscarriage and that just shook me to my core. And you know those moments when you're shook to your core and I never had the answer my heart longed for. And then um, when, when I was sitting in my living room and usually ABC Kids is on, never daytime TV, but the view was on and Whoopi Goldberg um was welcoming a, a couple in and they were a reality TV couple and they had just endured a miscarriage and the woman was still so much distraught you could see it in her face and Whoopi just turned her back to the camera and said I'm going to tell you something that my friends tell me what or what that I tell my friends whenever this happens this was a visitor that came to you to help navigate you back onto the right path and when you do that and you listen your gift will come and I was like, oh, that was the answer. Because when I had my miscarriage, I had I had been through a year of PTSD. I was very much in, in the realms of that. I was on the wrong path. But my miscarriage woke me up to life. And I started to feel again because I don't know if anybody knows about PTSD. You're very numb inside. You don't feel. You just survive in every day. You just get on with it. But I stuck around in there too long. I call it my cocoon period. <laughs> and, and then this wake up call came and I cried tears for them. I cried tears for the year I lost. Um, but I was lucky because I had worked in mental health so I understood what what had happened to me but I didn't like it but I went uh. with it so I didn't have fear around it so um, when the wake up call came then everything started to go right we got our visa to come to Ireland we got pregnant straight away with my rainbow baby who I who we, I waddled to Australia 35 weeks pregnant with um, we got <laughs> married that year everything happened um, that year once I shifted um, back onto the right path so there we go wow that is powerful mm -hmm. and I'm sure, I don't know if you've had a chance to ever run into Whippy and tell her how much that comment changed her life, but it reminds me how one person, whether it's on television or an event or a friend or a neighbor, one person's phrase or comment or a life experience at that time, sometimes it seems like the only person they're saying it for is you. And then you absorb that and it's like a lightning bolt that helps cause the thought to change and to take action. So that's very powerful. And then you, you said something about being in the, in the mental health space and then that you understood PTSD and and the trauma of that and but you still didn't like it and I think about that you know being in the real estate space or my wife is in the addiction space uh, we both have gone through our own alcoholism in previous years and we're both sober and but we know what that's like to be in it but when you're in trauma or when you're in something that you have skill in and you're still aware of it it still is hard to maneuver through that so tell me a little bit about that I, it was interesting when you said that that you knew about it but you didn't like 
it? Did you feel you were more equipped to deal with it because you had the knowledge about it? Or did your emotion take over and your trauma and you forgot about some of that? Well, with trauma, you, you're in, um, you know, you're just in survivor mode. So, you know, and I very much had tunnel vision. And so, I, you know, I went through the whole emotions of it. So it wasn't that uh, I didn't feel blessed at the time. It was very dark. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And when you look back, I, I just, um, you know, I didn't have fear around it because I understood it. So I always believe knowledge is key um, in these things. And, and with a lot of mental health, um, you know, there's a lot of taboo around it. When you understand what's happening to you, it eradicates the fear. So then you can get on the healing journey. And, and that's what it is. You know, had I not went through PTSD, I would not be the more enlightened person that I am today. When I woke up, I was full of wisdoms beyond my years and and I um, chose very purposefully to live at a higher vibration and I don't compromise that I choose positivity every day sickeningly for some people you know (laughs) I choose it every day I just love my life and it loves me back you know that's so powerful and you choose it every day I mean Abraham Lincoln said that you know you can wake up and choose to be happy I don't remember how his phrase was but I remember that because it was so long ago when he was in the depths of war and trying to help overcome slavery and various things. But to, to have that mindset, no matter what you're thinking, it, it is a choice. I mean, we have a choice to be happy. I, I do that same kind of thing. And for many years, my wife kind of sometimes roll her eyes at me because I'm always kind of a happy guy. But I say, look, when I wake up in the morning, I have a choice. I can either be happy or I can be really happy. Because what I've learned to do is even in my darkest days, I learn to find lessons and happiness and joys, even in the darkest stuff, even if it didn't feel happy. And I found that I knew when I said I was happy, it meant because I knew something was coming beyond that. My biggest brick upside the heads always came with the grandest lessons and growth spurts after that. So when I'm in that happy or really happy moment, it, it's that shift of mindset of the levels of what you're willing to accept. Uh, and you said you give out good to life and it's good back to you. And that's one of the essences of think and grow rich as well. And the Absolutely. Napoleon Hill uh, principles. I always say this and I say it to everyone um, in life, you know, I set big intentions. They're big, fat intentions. So if I set those intentions, I have to grow into the person that I need to be to receive them. So that's going to come with lots of challenges because when you're growing, you get challenges because they're tests. But I, my perspective of a challenge is that it is a positive because you're in a growth. And before any breakthrough, there's always a struggle, you know. And, and I remember H.R. Moody, I read the book, The Five Stages of the Soul. And I so I understand when the struggle's there because I can feel it in me. But then I got to think of it as there's a breakthrough coming here. Wait till you see. So I just ride. I, I go into the power of the pause in those times and ride that out because I've been doing all the work. And so everything's just shifting into place for me to receive. And quite often people be in that time and that I think is the difference between people who are uber successful and people who aren't is because they feel the discomfort allow it to process and work their way you know allow it to pass through yeah that's powerful well that's very but the power of pause well I want to come back to the power of pause but for those of that may not know what PTSD is I didn't want to gloss over that many times people hear that with soldiers or war but can we just take a second and for the benefit of the audience who said PTSD I'm not sure I know exactly what that stands for even if they know what can you just take a little bit second and talk about that and then I want to talk about the power of pause post-traumatic stress disorder and it really consumes you and and my scenario came from there was an incident in my home where um my brother and my husband he was is my husband now it was 
person at the time had a fight and usually it wouldn't affect me you know you know and I'm Irish people fight <laughs> but in I my cup was very empty at this time I had just had uh, had a five month old I um my cup was empty so that's why I'm very purposefully keep my cup full and encourage everyone to keep their cup full because when something happens it knocks you down a bit but it doesn't crush you to the ground so I was shook my nervous system was shook by what I witnessed and, and usually it wouldn't affect me in that deeper level but because I was living below my line and um, it just hit I hit rock bottom so PTSD kind of sh- you know it's post-traumatic stress it just you're shook to your core and it's hard to get a grip of it but there's always hope it doesn't have to define you for a lifetime and um, you can work your way through it um, and a lot of it comes with speaking and that's why you know women are good at speaking about each other speaking it out you know letting things I remember speaking and just shaking my, my nervous system would just shake um, and a lot of men hold back on that so I think that's why um, you know there's not that release that women are have the benefit of and um, for men you know so it's a whole nother discussion isn't it Steve? Yeah that's a whole show in itself for sure well thanks for shedding some light on that and then the power of pause the power of that because when you're a creator like you are. We're going to talk about the uh, life mastery and then the magic stuff that you do on the books. But you're also a manifester. You're a creator. And a creator has to do things. They have to get stuff done uh, and they have to make things happen. But then you talk about the power of pause. So can you can you speak into that for a minute before we get into some of your work that you do that's so amazing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the power of the pause. And I work in my own rhythm of life because I am a mom of six. So And I do own three successful publishing presses. So I work in the rhythm of the school terms. <laughs> So if it's Easter holidays, I'm on holiday in my mind. You know, I still do a little bit and I write my books in that time because I'm in that energy of love and fun and, and all that really good energy when you're that you need to write. But it, it's like cycles. So everything that we manifest and everything that we, the goals we set all happen in cycles. And what happens with people with burnout and things is that they just keep going around in cycles. Cycle, you know, they go on the, go, the journey, receive, go on to another journey. They don't stop pause, recalibrate declutter it's in the power of the pause the declutter what didn't what doesn't serve you going forward you need to release and if you don't declutter it's in a mental declutter if you know i i always clean out cupboards and stuff on that day you know that clean the space around me that kind of declutter um it because it doesn't serve you moving forward into your next cycle so Absolutely. it's very important um that you do that i love that yeah that clutter stuff i i agree with that i mean when i have to do cluttering it's the act of sometimes cleaning out a garage cleaning out your closets cleaning out your cupboards because just the action that you're taking of that and the thought of clearing your mind of those things in your mind and then it can help in then if you're doing a meditation afterwards or throughout so i love that getting your mind ready for for the gold there that you have we have about three or four minutes in this segment but i want to roll into so on this path of being you know, a mom and a wife and uh, learning of your own issues that you had to go through. When did the, uh, the this book actually come about, your very first book that you said was kind of an yeah. accident you wrote in 30 days? When was that and what was the topic and subject matter? So it was called The Visitor, um, a spiritual understanding, um, oh, it's, it's leaving me now, spiritual understanding for the uncertainty. So it, it was, it, obviously The Visitor came in my mind from Whoopi Goldberg, so The Visitor, and I created this realm. You know, I had never written a book before I had been writing um, very I was on a spiritual journey so of enlightenment so I, I was writing for a website called Building Beautiful Bonds this was pre-Facebook <laughs> and uh, it's not around anymore but I, I wrote a lot of articles on there they were getting picked up by Universe and Mind magazine and things like that but I was just a mum at home just putting some thoughts onto paper because <laughs> I needed to share these wisdoms that were coming through me so um, then all of a sudden um, the, I, I seen the, the show and then within two days I, I became aware of NaNoWriMo so this is two days before first of November when NaNoWriMo started and 
I wasn't ready to write a novel, but at the same time, everything was aligned for me to write that novel. And yeah, that's The Visitor. And so I um, wrote down 20 potential chapters. I had The Visitor, who is the main character. I created this realm called The Waiting Zone in my mind, which is The Visitor committed suicide. And he went to the realm and became a messenger because he left Earth before his time. So he had to wait to go to heaven. So, and I don't know where that came out of. It just came through me. And, And so he goes on his journey in the book, but he visits five women who each have a miscarriage and go on their journey and he only has four gifts to give so it's who gets the gifts and and it was the first novel I ever wrote it is not by any way a literary novel but it's definitely one that's fueled a lot of people have have come back to me with this saying you know the google miscarriage and got the book and it gives them the answer their heart longed for and many come back to me saying we got pregnant straight away or it released the blocks and and all of things they've seen the lessons in it and I'm, I'm talking about early miscarriage I was around 11 weeks you know nothing can really had with the trauma of when you lose a child later on um, but it was just that, that thing and I lost twins so and it was a long process but it just this gave me hope and you know like I have I had two boys before I had a miscarriage and then I ended up having four girls afterwards so I feel truly and utterly blessed you know in many ways so I wrote this book in 30 days and then went on a journey as every book does, goes on a journey, brings on right. a journey. And I was open to the journey and um, very much. I was very, all right, let's see where this goes. So I ended up um, publishing it with a, a US publisher. And in, in my mind, it was a negative experience. Just everything was just, it was all blocks. Da, da, da. Again, the quote at the beginning of this book, to every negative situation is the potential for a positive outcome. And I wrote that before I even wrote the book. <laughs> and uh, and that became the essence of the journey. And I decided that I would, I would then, and just harness the essence of this quote and I realized I learned a lot about the publishing process through going through the process with my publisher and so I'd done a little bit of um, research and additional research and I discovered that the print and distribution channel that they owned had opened up an office in Melbourne that very month so I made a sacred promise to myself that should I be accepted as a publisher with them that I would go on a journey to have stories get told because there's so much power in story when it connects with someone it heals ignites gives you know fears people with knowledge and um, everything stories even reading a story to a child on your knee is a bonding experience a memory that is locked in time so and as you, you know as, as we said with what you know her words connect with me and change my life. And I know that my words have done that for many years. Yeah, I was going to say your words have definitely, your words and written and spoken have done that and changed lives. So we're going to take a break here on the Alchemy of Business show and come back with Karen and learn how did she go from listening to her own higher power and voice to have these whispers and then turn it into the visitor, which we'll have in the show notes and people want to link on that and find the book to then going on, not only am I going to write a book, but hmm, I think eventually I'll start my own publishing company. We're going to learn Mm -hmm. more about that. So how does one aha moment or one Iggy moment lead to then a whole empire? So we're going to come back and talk with Karen about that in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening in on the Alchemy of Business show. Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business show. Thanks for tuning back in, whether you're viewing on a video on YouTube, or maybe you're online on uh, iTunes or something, but however you got here, we appreciate it. We are talking here with Karen today, and we have been covering all of her journeys that she's been having regarding her her life with children and, and writing and following her higher power and her intuition and her God nudges. And so Karen, we were talking about your book, The Visitor, before uh, we signed off on the last break. And you said that in that journey, not only did you go, I didn't know I was going to write a book 
book and it just happened in a way that you were guided to. But then you, along the way, said, hmm, I'm going to, I've made a, I think you said you made a commitment to yourself or a promise yeah. to yourself that you were going to help other people get their voice out. So did that come after the book was published that you thought, hmm, there's got to be another way to help in publishing? Or did that come after a few books? Yeah, I made that sacred promise because a lot of people are coming to me saying, you've published a book and um, how did you do that and I was like well I know how to publish a book so and once I'm one of these people if you try to teach me something I don't want to learn it ain't coming in teach me something that you know if I want to learn something I will do 10 years of study in six months <laughs> and I just was really hungry to learn about publishing and I took it really organically the process and learned everything I set up with the you know that and at the beginning I never knew how big it would get so my intention I didn't set a clear intention or a goal because I I just set the essence of what I wanted to achieve and as it grew I decided I was going to build a million dollar press that was my intention so I committed to the journey of that and and for me, goals and intentions are different. Um, and so, you know, you go on a journey for an intention, whereas a goal, you conquer steps along the way. So, um, yeah, so the, the publishing was very much accidental and it was to serve, not just me, um, it was other people. So That's awesome. Well, you've got this whole, it went from one, it's like when you had kids, you decided, okay, I'm not going to do just one, I'm going to do six. And that also now happened with your book and your publishing business. So you have mm -hmm. this life magic mastery and you have various books here on this slide that we have, um, on slide three, Noel, uh, my show engineer, are these in a, a series or tell us about if someone was to yeah. Google you online right now or look at your stuff there, you have all your other kids. These aren't the pictures of your regular kids, but these are your, they, books, these are my right? book babies, <laughs> your book babies. So tell us about this sequence for those that are not seeing this. Yeah. This is a slide with Karen on life magic mastery. And it has a series of her books here at the bottom uh, on various topics and various subject matters. So can you give us this history on how this all blossomed? Absolutely. Well, I obviously was having a lot of success and and I never told anybody it was a lot of advanced advanced law of you know of attraction practitioner I was just on a journey and I thought I'll test this for myself see what I can make happen and just have fun with it so but I was in the publishing arena so I was having a lot of success in the publishing arena signing big authors you know and things like that I was really treading a lot of um you know water and and really you know having a I had this omnipresence um in especially in Australia and um, I was winning awards we were publishing books there was all of this kind of stuff but I was very much on the journey so the life magic came around and um, because everyone kept saying, how do you do life? Like, how the hell do you do it? You've got six kids. You've got three publishing presses. You know, how do you do it? And you're always happy. Well, you know, I, I don't overthink things. For First of all, I prioritize joy very highly. I, you know, people do not prioritize joy enough in their life. There's a lot of success through joy in itself. Um, I do everything with loving intention because love is the super fuel of success. Um, and I, I will always do everything with loving intention. And that's why my kids grow so beautifully because there's so much love poured into them but the alchemy of life magic and um, the, there's seven master gifts to live fearless and on purpose so i thought i would do these books individually and it was sally that actually um i identified why i had to do these books individually is because my rhythm of them is mindfulness knowing um intention um love gratitude forgiveness and belief these are my seven principles that i work through um and you know and navigate life through they're very much at the core essence of me but sally sees them differently for her so that's why they had to be individual books and in these books i would invite um guests um in to share like i would i would share my teachings at the beginning and then at the back of them i would have five guests come in and share uh, you know 
like Knowing in Motion, for, for example, mm-hmm. The Power of Knowing has been a really successful book and probably because Elizabeth Gilbert's in there <laughs> and <laughs> and other other people are in there showing knowing in motion in their lives, you know, and um, how when you connect, everybody has, an, has their, a knowing, has a deep sense of knowing. And when you can connect with your ability to know um, and reconnect with your ability to know and, and use it as a tool for making decisions, you can. it's a really good business strategy because you can make decisions with unwavering confidence that you know exactly where you're going um, in life. So I, I get called now into the business arena. So my, my Karen McDermott publisher and my Karen Weaver are merging and I'm getting po- called into publishing or, or into business arenas to talk about knowing because it's such a success tool. So, so yeah, th- these books are all into, I'm up to, we're about to release The Gift and Gratitude um, and the rest will be released by the end of the year. That is so powerful. I love the love is the super fuel of success. And then your principles of mindfulness, knowing, intention, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and belief. So those all, Noel was helping me out here on the chat box, but those are the principles. And when you said a lot of people don't prioritize joy, that resonates with me a lot as well, because many human beings, if not all, are looking for more joy or happiness in their life. I traveled the world as you have, and people want to be healthy. They want to be happy. They want their kids to be healthy. They want to find joy and happiness. But they're sometimes not living the life or taking the actions and the steps to create joy and to make it a priority. So can you talk about how you found ways early on on this journey? Because it's one thing to be able to have success. And then after you have success to say, hmm, I'm gonna, I have enough time. I could delegate. I've got money that I could do this. I could carve time for joy. But it sounds like you made that an important element during this journey that you're still on of joy being an integral component of this. So can you talk a bit more into that as well? Yeah. Why pursue success if you're not going to enjoy the journey? You know, and um, people focus so much on the de- destination, sacrifice too much of themselves on the journey to the destination. And when they get there, they go, wow, is that even worth it? You know, because they've compromised. Like I pursue my goals and intentions, but I align them with my values. So I don't compromise my values. There's no way I'm going to compromise my values. So every time I've, I prioritize joy, prioritize my family and everything else slots in around that. And because I do that and I do it such, at such a high vibrational, you know, the universe loves speed. <laughs> you know, we like things to happen fast. So and I when, and when things are in flow and when you when, when you allow yourself to um, to really work in flow and flow is the most not many people get to really experience the, the joy that is just being in so much flow. I call it cruise control where you're just going through the motions everything's just happening and you can just go wow god i am so blessed to have this life that i have i am just thank you so much for for all these gifts you know and that brings in the gratitude but if you don't have joy now you're not going to have much joy in the future you got it that's how that the, these universal laws work and we learn these things you know through thinking for rich but also the law of attraction you know you gotta make the effort to feel it now and if you're not feeling it in the moment or where you are in life visualize it sit for a moment and just visualize what that is for you what would what is something that is just so beautiful and fills you with so much happiness sit in that for one minute a day and wait till you see the difference it makes in your life and my next ted talk is is called the forgotten art of loving life and it's yeah i'm doing that next month so Oh, I love that. Well, we'll have to make sure we let our listeners know about that when it's on for sure. This this intention about joy and then understanding some of the principles and the steps. You've given a few techniques of sitting with yourself, the power of pause, having intention, uh, knowing what your outcome is that you want to. When was the first time that you either on your own started articulating these principles? in your own way and then went oh and then you also found along the way think and grow rich from napoleon hill or other a lot of other self-help work and thought work 
after Napoleon Hill's work, which was very revolutionary. Afterwards, there's a lot of great people that have taken that and put it in a different way or putting their own spin on it. But it was like one of the foundations in the early 1900s of coming out with this think and grow rich and the power of thought and uh, taking action and not just grow rich about money. But as you're talking about, rich with joy, rich with family, rich with purpose, rich with super consciousness. So when did you have your first introduction to that, those writings? Um, well, I've always, you know, been, I grew up in a very loving environment. I was unconditionally loved. So I've, I've started off, you know, a heads up in life where I knew what unconditional love was like. So I kudos to my parents for that. So I, I always had this safe thing where my curiosity was um, nurtured and I was supported to do that. So I've always been curious. So I learned um, very quickly. So my first um, kind of wake up call, I, I was, I watched The Secret. Um, and then I fell into the loving embrace of Louise Hay. Um, and in, you know, you can heal your life and things like that. And so, you know, I kind of started to put my own spin in it. I just have this kind of, um, you know, I have just started to make things work for me. Um, and then Think and Grow Rich came after that. And then, you know, you just go on this journey and it's just like, wow, it just wakes up your mind, but you have to be open to it. You know, you know, I never put a limitation on where I'm going. So I always have the essence of where I'm going. I will never, you know, yes, I did say I was going to build a million dollar press, but you know, what, what happens when you do that? You no, know, you just, if you're enjoying the journey, you just keep going, you know? And so the, the teachings and, you know, we, we, we learn from others, but we take on board what, what people take on board too much sometimes. Take on board what resonates with you because that's what's relevant for you. You don't need to take, if you don't understand something, it's okay. You will understand it in the future. You will be called back to it when it's time for you to revisit it, relearn it because a lot of these books, we have a lot of it thrown at us. I know my sister, when she got watched The Secret, she was like, I cannot master, you know, think, you know, try and control all of my thoughts that I don't want to have responsibility for every thought that I have. <laughs> you know, it was too overwhelming for her. Yes. So it was a process. Whereas I was so excited to be, I'm going to be in control of my destiny. This is just like, let me at it. You know, it was really exciting for me. So it was all that kind of thing. And and again, you know, I studied um, law of attraction and then, um, you know, I didn't tell anyone. I just thought I'm going to go and see what I can make happen with these superpowers that I now have in my mind. That's powerful. Well, obviously, you've acquired a lot of superpowers by allowing them to unfold, being open to it, uh, having intention, writing them down, helping others, being of service. So that's awesome. Did your sister have fascination Why watching you maybe take to this faster and quicker of these principles and then go, hmm, maybe there's something to this? And she uh, was more inspired to incorporate it in her own life and her own level of own different ways? Oh, she's just, um, yeah, she she struggled with it a little, but she's mastering them. And she's she was mental health for 22 years so she's very high up in, in Northern Ireland you know can you imagine the mental health um, organization there but she just last year um, she she's always like going holy shit Karen how do you do that because I need to know you know I'll say right I need to to um manifest fifty thousand dollars this week because i wanted this thing i want to do so this would have been and i'll say it to her because she's my sister and we go on the journey and then i'll just send her a message done it and she'll go what how the hell do you do i said the same to, to if you need that it's the same to to manifest a thousand you know you just put the same energy in it you just have a higher bar and and she's like what well, but she's she's come around to it and she's done a lot of reading and things like that and opened her mind to it and now she's got her own her own organization which is mental wealth international she's fascinating amazing she's embraced all the principles as well herself and is now um out there helping people and especially during a pandemic when people's um, yes, mental, you know sure. so you focus on your mental health keep that bank filled and um, so that you don't have to get 
the sticky plaster later on, you know. That's so powerful. Well, for those that maybe haven't read Think and Grow Rich or heard of it, Napoleon Hill wrote this in the, I think it was in what, like 1930 or 40 or something. Yeah. And uh, he went out and interviewed all of the very wealthy, mostly men at the time. But, you know, since then, the women have really taken on this movement. But he met, he interviewed Rockefeller and Carnegie and all of various people to find out, was there a common theme why there were people that were creating more wealth and impact in life, whether it was in railroads or press or building cars, Ford, Ever. And he started realizing there was this pattern. There was this pattern that uh, was inbred in the power of taking control of your thoughts and the power of intention. So for those that maybe haven't read it or you've heard of it or you many have heard about The Secret and some poo-pooed it because they thought it was uh, fairy dust and woo-woo and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm just going to sit around and just uh, ohm all day and stuff's going to come to me because I'm going to be positive. Uh, but here's a quote that Noel's popping up. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, Napoleon Hill. And that is so true. And that these th teachings actually go back to biblical days or to the Quran or to the Torah. These types of thoughts are actually back from the beginning of man and woman in talking about co-creation and the power of the universe. I have this high uh, power of belief in spirituality and God, and I know you have a high spiritual belief, which we're going to come and talk about, but we are all co-creators. So this path that you're helping people on through writing, through your teachings, you are really helping them to be co-creators in their own universe. Whether you need to create 50,000, create a million, create a, a love of your life, uh, create a new place to live, create a new job, whatever it might be. It is amazing when you put it out there with vision boards, written goals, business plans, everyday affirmations, surrounding yourself in like-minded people. It is amazing that the universe you know, starts conspiring towards our success, as Paulo Coelho says so eloquently in the Alchemist book. I'm just thrilled, Karen, that you are on this mission and that you are sharing it at such a high level. So I'm going to be thrilled to come back and hear more about your journey and find out how people can connect with you and what are some of the other golden nuggets of books and um, different authors that you have been able to help? What are some of their subject matters and what are some of the things they're doing in the world? So uh, I'm assuming you're going to stay on and keep joining me on this next segment. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, all your listeners, I hope you will also stay on and keep listening in, whether you're on audio or on video, however you got here. We'll be back just very quick break and we will come back and finish up. Uh, and Karen Weaver is going to share with us more about her magic and the magic of co-creation as well. Thanks for listening in. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business show. We're coming into the last stretch here with Miss Karen Weaver on talking about life magic and all of the things that she does in her publishing business, in her teaching business, and in her power of mindfulness and knowing and intention, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and belief. So Karen, as you said, I'm going to create a million-dollar press publishing business. I'm going to help others get their message out. What are some of the people that started coming to you and what are some of the other messages you've helped other authors get out into the world? Mm, absolutely. Good question. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm a great believer in inspired leadership. It is the new type of leadership, inspired leadership, which is, and you know, if you, all of the people who are in the Think and Grow Rich book, they're all inspired leaders. They are taking their baton and they are doing what they can in the world and finding their way um, and, you know, paving the way for others to follow, you know. So um, that's what I decided to do. I set in a very clear intention. I had no right to be setting that intention at the time. You know, I remember just sitting on my patio 
know, and I had, you know, quite a few kids around me. I was probably pregnant at the time. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I, um, the thing for me was every time I had a child, I was so filled with love. And that is a beautiful energy to create, to create in. And I always used to write in that, but I also used to, um, to manifest and set intentions and, you know, create through that. So, um, I, this just came to me, this inspired thought. And we know with inspired thoughts, um, you don't just let them sit there not even for a second you action them straight away and so it was okay i'm going to set a million dollar press and i'm, go- I'm going to go on a journey to that and see where it brings me but i'm not going to compromise what i love which is the balance that i have the life that i have you know i live in a beautiful place i live beside the beach <laughs> I, I you know i all oh, that's what i also want to do i am very much just live in the flow of the rhythm with my children because they grow up and then it's just going to be me and i'll just be writing books galore so you know that's just you know th- that was really important so so I became an inspired leader in my life and people started to learn from my actions and I wouldn't be shy about sharing any successes I had or do my happy Irish dance on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever <laughs> I was, I would celebrate because too many, I know coming from Ireland, a lot of people keep their wins because they don't want to make people feel bad. Celebrate it, inspire someone, tell someone how you did it. We don't do these things and keep them secrets. We share how you do it. And if someone else can take that button and run with it and make it their own, then fine. You know, I, I one of the biggest compliments for me is when someone learns for me and, and makes it their own you know I even teach other publishers you know I, I t- because the more people helping stories get out into the world the more impact that's being happened that you know the more ripple effect that's happening so that's how I show up in life so a lot of um, I've got publishers who are out there helping stories get told in their own different genres because in publishing there's lots of different genres and that's why I have three publishing presses they all serve different readers um, and have different authors in them and then um, you know I for, for Serenity Press for example we have the beautiful Dr. Kate Forsyth in there. She was our first, um, she's a doctor of fairy tales. Now, mm. would that not be the best job in the world that a doctor, doctor of fairy, of fairy tales? I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. She takes old, she does these exclusively for Serenity Press and she teamed up with this beautiful photographic illustrator and we create these beautiful books and we started with one called Vasilisa the Wise where she takes fairy tales that are over 100 years old, put seven of them together in a collection and then it's illustrated and that was picked up and put out through Ken Miller in the US and so we're doing seven collections and we're up to book five now. So that's, we do one every year um, and it's the most beautiful rhythm. Um, so those fairy tales, whenever they reach the, they're for a YA audience, but they, they share wisdoms from that, that would maybe not have been read by that generation, but also, you know, um, older people love them as well because of the wisdoms. you know, the, the same harrowing from that, but there's so much wisdom to be learned through these stories of resilience. Um, and then, you know, we have the Duchess of York in there, Sarah. Ferguson I'm her, her publisher um, for children's books and so we have a 22 book day with her we're able, and, but her books are all about kindness so they're all at the essence of kindness because she's an ambassador for kindness and so kids will learn kindness through the, the, the books that we produce um, from her and we collaborate with lots of different illustrators so we're having a ripple effect there and um, for KMD books it's for my thought leaders, futurists you know, innovators, business leaders um, and so we produce books there that and authors that are each on their mission you know um, I know one of my authors Jem Fuller he's out doing podcasts all over the place to get his message out for the art of conscious communication for men so 
such an important um, mission and he's on his mission and another um, author is out on her mission of you know to help eradicate the shame around DV so each one of these books you know and I've published was 400 it's probably 500 now I have to revisit you know um, the numbers every now and again so um, because you just keep you know moving forward at facilitating it and allow it to happen um, so it's just exciting it's just exciting that's very exciting well I'm so glad you didn't put any limit on your books like you did with kids stopped at six I'm so glad you didn't stop at <laughs> six or 60 and you've gone on now to 400 and I'm sure soon a thousand especially with mm -hmm. these types of messages it's so great that you've got the different genres and different spaces uh, mm -hmm. in the different ways and people can get their words out and and I, I'm mm -hmm. assuming that you do this for authors all over the world not segregated to so you're a global publisher basically and the ways that you work with your authors not the book distribution but I think your uh, authors that come from you are from America and from UK and from Australia all over the world you've got for those that are seeing the slide here this is one of other Karen slides here on uh, these are just my these are my books but um yeah if these um so I, I just again my authorship is inspired leadership because I'm like if I can write 40 books <laughs> you know you can you've got a message to share everyone has a book to share and it all started with one book would you just go in the rhythm you allow it to happen you know everyone has a book in them every especially a business owner a business owner has a book in them I ordered your book the other day from Amazon in, in Australia Steve so I'll, I'll do a picture when it comes and <laughs> oh, um, we can learn from each other you know especially people who who share the same teachings we can learn from each other it's just amazing and it does just start with you know it's one book and you just allow it to go and go on the journey be open to it you you can't try to control it you know that the my the authors i work very closely with my authors and i have a big team behind me who do the logistics you know the editing the designing the, the you know everything the dish all of these kinds of things and i partner with you know i've partnered into the u.s with sound wisdom so that will be kicking in this year and things like that so and we so we you know work on wider distribution but each author I work with individually and go on the journey with them because on a journey there's challenges each author has different challenges so I have su support and work with them because I've been through every challenge so you know I can guide <laughs> I can be a guide and light through that and yeah just with over where... 400 books and all the journeys you have uh, turned over every rock of challenge into opportunities I'm sure so any author or people looking about publishing or getting their message out you are clearly a master teacher to go to so I hope uh, those that were listening in will put the in the show notes here at the bottom to reach out to Karen and Karen Karen, we've got about six or seven minutes here left on the show, and I want to roll into two things. We always do a segment called Instantly Interesting Instagram. So I'd love to know if you'd like to play that for a few minutes. And then I want to wrap up talking about what you have been weaving through the whole show already just naturally, which is higher consciousness and spirituality and your definition of spirituality. And uh, the book that you ordered, The Iggy Principles, talks a lot about that, of inviting good in or inviting God in, which are very aligned with some of the principles you already had about uh, forgiveness and paying it forward and intention. So we're very much aligned. There's no coincidence that we're talking here uh, across the, the globe and that Sally connected us. So thank you for being on the show. So uh, uh, you up, up for playing this quick little game? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I love games. <laughs> okay. So Noel, my show engineer came up with this. It's called Instantly Interesting Instagram. So for those of you that can't see this, I'm going to explain a picture. If you can see it, you'll see it. And then we're not going to give any context around it. Karen's going to do a quick speed round and give us what's happening in each of these photos and where she was at that point in her life. So Let's start the instantly interesting Instagram. 
Here is a first picture, which is a castle, it looks like to me. And it looks like this is a pretty uh, historic and pretty impressive castle. So tell us why this was in your feed and what this is about. Absolutely. I um, host writing retreats at this castle every year. Um, we're going there actually in June. And it's just the most beautiful castle. It, I used to own a house about a kilometer from it. We actually sold that house this year. But my parents live five miles down the road. And I go over and host a writer's retreat here. And it's just the most a magical experience. It's fabulous. How, how, do you have any idea how old this thing is? Yes, yeah, th this is the second castle. Their first castle burnt down when oh, a maid wow. was walking up with a candle and the whole castle burnt down, but they built this new castle in the 1800s, so yeah. Wow, it is spectacular. Okay, we've got a next one. You standing in a group of very happy-looking women with a <laughs> lot of cool-looking desserts and food and then holding a book. So tell us what's happening in this slide. Yeah, this is in the current casinos. The day I was launching The Power of Knowing, I was supposed to get back home to do an online launch, but we stayed around with the pink gin a bit too long and I ended up doing the launch from the Grand Casino that night. <laughs> it was so fun. There, that's Sarah behind me she's one of my best friends um, and she is a conflict strategist and a lot of other business women um from perth we get together and we can you imagine the energy <laughs> oh my gosh i'm looking at just that photo you can see it popping out already I, you obviously were keeping joy at your top priority that day so that's another good one <laughs> Okay, we've got another one. I think we got another slide. It looks like there is a little character here that looks like a little, I don't know if that's a bear or, but it's a, somebody has a box and an arm on something and there are a bunch of cookie. I'm not sure what this is. Tell us what's happening in this photo. This is Minky Monkey. He is one of my characters. We turned him into a plush teddy. So Minky Monkey goes and visits all the 26 alphabet job buddies and learns their job. Um, and so we have 26 books happening there and he goes around. So Alex the astronaut, Barney the bricklayer, Chappie the clown, he goes and he learns they're like little Mr. Men books where he goes with, and that is Dylan my eldest son who went and collected the, all the thousands of monkey monkeys from the ship that day. <laughs> oh got it I, I mean I said monkey of course that's what that is I was looking at I was thinking of some of the, the different stuffed animals that my grandson has in his bed and I was trying to go through my head of what that might yeah. be the closest to that is cute I'll, well, I'll awesome. send you over a monkey monkey he actually has his own Instagram and, and he's been <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert when she came to Paris we got a picture of her she's like Karen what is this <laughs> it's monkey monkey and He's, yeah, yeah. I'll send oh, you that's a awesome. <laughs> you are quite the entrepreneur and quite creative and quite in the, in the arts. And we have about two or three minutes left here before the show wraps. But I like to always ask people, and you've been, as I said, weaving this to the show, but if you were to define your own definition of spirituality and what spiritual intelligence or spirituality means to you, how do you define that? And then you've already been talking many ways you incorporate it in your life. But I'm just curious what your definition of spirituality is. Absolutely. Well, I definitely hang out, you know, in the love space. So it's I do everything through love. Um, you know, I grew up as an Irish Catholic, so I'm very much connected with God and, and all of that higher energy. And, you know, you know, people call it the universe, call it whatever you want to call it. It's a higher energy and it's here to serve us and work with us and us to work with it. So I'm very much a great believer in that and to just being grateful and knowing and understanding and just harnessing the potential of that to pour it into our lives through us so that we can serve others and and in doing so we have a beautiful ripple effect in the world and so i i always um you know talk about that and and you know i talk about alchemy as well and i have two diff definitions my the alchemy definition that i absolutely love is that it's a seemingly magical process of transformation creation or combination and the definition of magic that i am um, absolutely love i have had it down here now. Where's it gone on me? 
I shared in, in my book. Maybe I'll send it to you. But, and we also um, have Karen, we have Karen's website flowing at the bottom of the screen here, kpweaver.com. And we're going to have that in the show notes. But what, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just that I, I live through the magic of life and everyone can harness the magic in your own life um, should you choose to. You know, no matter how dark it, it may feel, there's always a light um, there that you can feel that little essence of gratitude. And it just starts with just being grateful for that one thing in your life. No matter it doesn't have to be huge it can be small and just going to bed with that at night and just and allow that to grow you are worthy of all great things in your life you are worthy of of everything um, and you know i don't put um goals on on money that just comes because i harness and love life and and share it with others you know and that's we're here to do, I believe. Well, and it exudes from you. So thank you for sharing that light and that gift and your message. And thanks for getting all of these wonderful hundreds and hundreds of books and messages out to the world. So I've uh, very much enjoyed having Karen on our show today. Hopefully you will connect with her. If you're seeing our screen here, we've got connect with Karen at her website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I will also have this in the show notes for those that are not seeing this on a screen. So you can easily access and learn more about the wonderful work she is doing in the world. So thank you, Karen, again, we so appreciate it. And I know you're getting on with your day. We're starting to wrap ours here in the US and in Costa Rica where Noel's and I know you're starting your day on Friday. So thanks for spending it with us to start off. And we very much appreciate you being on the Alchemy of Business show. Steve, thank you so much. I'm truly good. I love this conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for listening in. We'll see you next time or hear you next time on the Alchemy of Business. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of the Alchemy of Business with your host, Steve Rogers. If you found value in today's broadcast, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing with friends, and leaving a review. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next Thursday for another episode. Be blessed, and see you soon.